The following podcast is part of the Joy Road Media family. Enjoy. Minnesota may be the land of 10,000 lakes, but we have 11,000. And guess what? Five of them are great. It's Great Lakes Celebrates with your host, Elena Gonzalez. Every week we celebrate noteworthy Michiganders. I'm Mike Bobbitt. Think of me as the salt in your better maid. And she's the bubbles in your burners. It's Elena Gonzalez. We just turned the microphones on and I instinctively scratched my knee. And now I can't stop scratching everything. It's because of our guest, but it's not because of our guest. But I'm already in this mindset of we're going to be talking about the guest and we're going to go down this thing. And now my skin is itching and I'm I'm being dramatic and people don't have any idea what I'm talking about, but I'm being dramatic. Um, this is called foreshadowing. <laughs> yes. I uh, just have to say, and this will probably upset people listening quite a bit, but the conversations that we just had before we turned on the, the mics, <laughs> I have realized, as, as you like to point out, I'm so much older than you. Thank you so much for making me not feel self-conscious about that at all. But you have lived a far more interesting life than I have. (laughs) You're going to be talking to Lauren Jewell, who hosts the Camp Creep podcast on the network. Yes. And I am going to learn a little bit about her that I did not know before. So I know that we we're we're gonna go into the news stories. Dedicated listeners, don't fret. I yeah. just we, we we're have, not gonna change the format. Yes, we just have to start because I am a child and I can't control my, my <laughs> You're still my rubbing thoughts. your legs. Yes. Yeah. It's so I know Angie's listening to this like we have a format for the show. <laughs> Talk about the stories. We, we will, Angie. Yes. Lauren is known as the Countess of Cockroaches. We'll talk about it in the in the interview. But before we turned on the microphone, the question was asked, well, how are you with bugs? And I started thinking about it. And then I started thinking about cockroaches. And then I started thinking about flying bugs. And I started thinking about all these things. And now it's a psychosomatic thing that I'm just... There are no bugs in this house. I genuinely believe... I saw him vacuum when I was coming in. It, Mike, it, it it's a clean house. It is not... This is how meticulous i am for that i lived in new orleans for a little while which is notorious for cockroaches as any place that you know borders water and is hot you know florida Mm -hmm. has the palmetto bugs which are super cyan cockroaches (laughs) Uh i guess the entire time i lived in new orleans one cockroach and it was an outdoor one. Like you can tell because of the size or something like that. My place was so spotless. I never had dirty dishes wow, in the sink. Uh-huh. So um, with that being said, when I lived in California, I had a roommate initially and he Ooh. brought in a peculiar cockroach to the point that the exterminator for the apartment building was like, I have no idea what the heck this thing <gasps> is. I have never seen this. <laughs> I've looked. It is not indigenous to California at all. Oh, I don't know what kind of cockroach gosh. you have. Therefore, I do not know what will kill it. <laughs> it can't be killed. Yeah. It, it was a it yeah. was a master 
a master species that was your roommate uh, particularly messy or? Yeah, he was disgusting. Okay. Yeah. When we were moving him out of his place here, Alice and my wife was helping and she looked at his bathroom and told me before I even moved across the country with this guy, she's like, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. I've only seen a cockroach in, in real life a few times, and I will leave out names and, and, and numbers in this story uh, to protect the innocent, but I was very sheltered growing up, and I did not realize- Apparently how... until you turned 17. Holy smokes. Yeah. And I had a quick wake-up call. Yeah. I, I, uh, I lived in a, in a quiet town- we didn't lock our doors. Um, you know, everybody said good morning and we had milk delivered on the thing because I'm that old. But it was not really. But Mike did, but I didn't. And so I never had milk <laughs> delivered. We would go down to the dime store like else. <laughs> down to Woolworth. And, yeah. uh, um, but I, I met a boy as most of my stories start. I met a boy. And he introduced me to a whole new world. My cockroach experience was he took me to my first house party. I was in a kitchen with... And that sound has been in my head for over 25 years. Your real life is the Candyman movie. <laughs> Whoa. So Lauren, on the other hand, has... Such an affinity. And I appreciate that. I really, I really do. I'm not that person. But so much so that she's taking the Countess of, of Cockroaches to the next level in tattoo form. Ooh. My first question, whenever there's any sort of stuffed animal or tattoo animal or or anything is, oh, what's its name? Like, that's just my my instinct. And we realized throughout the course of, of this conversation, which you will eventually hear once I stop talking, is that she didn't have a name for the cockroach. And I said, well, we have really creative listeners and maybe they could come up with a name for the cockroach. So I would like to enlist you, lovely and talented Great Lakes Celebrate listeners. Follow our Facebook page, Great Lakes Celebrates. Uh, standard spelling uh, follow our facebook page and uh, the lovely and talented producer angie is going to post photos of lauren's tattoo and we're gonna we're gonna name the cockroach can i throw out a suggestion first yeah since we're on um joy road media uh -huh. podcast network joy oh yeah that's so nice. Speaking of joy, the people at Beards Brewery in Petoskey are uh, bringing a very spirited, pun intended, form of joy to the community. It's almost as if you took my challenge from a few weeks back about working on segues really to heart. Because that was, that was, as the kids say, chef's kiss. And <laughs> Yeah, they have decided to make the kids say that. It, the the are they the, not saying "damn Daniel"? Anymore? The thirty-year-olds are now saying that. I'm, um, <laughs> I will be fifty next week. <laughs> oh, the thing about the joke about how much older Mike is than me is that he's really not. 
And that's what that's what makes it hit home. I just I spend a lot of money dyeing my hair. And that's that's how I You know what though, when you were talking about boys earlier, mm-hmm. I, I think part of it is that based entirely on your stories, oh, and the fact that I have eyes <laughs> and ears, uh a lot of males stay boys. <laughs> Until they're well into their 40s. No. Yeah. So what are they doing at Beards Brewery? <laughs> at Beards Brewery. So Beards is uh, a brewery up in Petoskey. They have decided that 2022 is going to be a year of service for them. So it's always been something on their list. You know, they've worked with community outreach programs. Yeah, and they've they're done really big for the community yeah. up in Petoskey. But they've decided, you know what, we can we can do better. We can streamline this and we can do better. So they are going to select one tap each month where a portion of the proceeds will go to an organization chosen by the staff. Ooh. Yeah. So the staff is going to get involved, you know, picking things that that mean something to them. Um, then the patrons can get involved by, you know, supporting not only the brewery, but this charity. So it is it is a win win all around. And on top of that, each quarter, they're going to have a volunteer day for staff. Again, they're going to pick a charity. They're going to volunteer and the staff will have the option to donate that day of their pay if they so choose. So it will be a paid day. They're going to go volunteer and then they can choose to donate. And it's like, that's, yeah. I know as we've covered on the podcast before, you're not really a wine drinker. Mm -hmm. How are you on like beers and stuff like that? Is that your? Yeah. Beers, beers are definitely more my jam. Where, where do you go on the color spectrum for that? Do you like a dark and amber? I was just going to say, but I am entirely on the, the light end of the spectrum. I am. I love a wheat beer. Yeah. That's the ballpark that I tend to play in, but I get tricked a lot because I I do like to try things and I will read a description of a beer and go, oh, I need to try that and not read the part where it's an IPA or mm-hmm. a double IPA. And it's like this elaborate thing. I'm like, oh, that sounds so amazing. Caramel and this. And, and I try it and I'm like, oh, it's an IPA and I don't like that. I don't see anything wrong with it and i love going to breweries and all that stuff but i i forget sometimes and i get i get lost in the words how about you i go darker when it comes to stuff like that i can do like orange with like a wheat beer or something Uh like that and and i like a good mead and a good cider but i generally don't like fruit added with a beer so sometimes i'll just go and look at the alcohol percentage and make sure that there's no raspberry (laughs) (laughs) i like the the mike bobbit checklist if you have a passion and you've decided to turn it into a business and you are a startup company there's a new program aimed to help you in washtenaw county it's called the oxford instant office simple agreement for future equity or oxio safe that was a mouthful, but it offers young companies short-term leases of six to 12 months 
for move-in ready office suites in various geographic areas in Ann Arbor. So you're Ooh. just starting off your business. You don't have the capital, first of all, to to buy real estate, let alone you want to kind of get your feet underneath. Like you want to get your idea cemented, figure out where you're going to do, how you're going to grow. So having these short-term leases, really, it's it's more palatable. It's easier to do this. And they include janitorial fees, utilities, Wi-Fi accessibilities, and in some cases, they'll even come furnished for you. So you can focus on building your business and building your brand and not have to worry about, about the real estate. So that is uh, OxfordCompanies.com. We'll, we'll give you more, more detail on OxioSafe. I don't want to tell OxioSafe how to do their job, but Oxco oh. rolls off the tongue a lot better than Oxford Instant Office Simple Agreement for Future Equity. Yeah. Listen, I'm yeah. just the guy who coined <laughs> Truthcast. <laughs> literally this quickly where alex was like oh yeah it should be an acronym and i said yeah like um true revelations uncovered through heroism like it seriously (laughs) came up that quickly so i'm just saying i'm impressed that this that this many years later you can still you still get all five words out that's that's the name of the podcast i'm still doing it i know but (laughs) i mean it but it's not something that you're saying every... What I'm getting at is Oxco. <laughs> Let me help you with your acronyms and uh-huh. in exchange for Joy Road Media Having all uh, space. Studio Space. <laughs> help me help you. Right. And uh... Let me help you help me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the better way to say it. Uh, this is really cool, though. I mean, yeah. I, I really... If, if there's a running theme to this it's definitely to the show it's definitely how people are helping out each other in yeah. you know in areas that you wouldn't even think about yeah this this is pretty cool yeah it's 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 really going to be great and especially as we're all kind of figuring out what our new mo is it is much more remote and short term and and so so good on you oxco see yeah See, I'm already. I know. Look at look at that. <laughs> Oxio safe. Uh, Oxio safe. Like Oxo safe could have been good too. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oxo safe for some reason sounds like something that you use to keep your dentures. <laughs> you tired of your dentures slipping and freaking out your grandchildren? Try new Oxo safe, guaranteed to keep your chompers in place. I always loved candy apples, but <laughs> since thanks to Oxo safe. All right, let's name a cockroach, Mike. Let's name a cockroach. First in is Mike Bobbitt with Joy. But listen to this interview with the lovely Lauren. And then go listen to Camp Creep. And uh, then go over to the Facebook page and come up with a name for the cockroach. And then you know what? And listen to the truth cast. Yeah. If you want really low brown humor. <laughs> and I have to say, uh, Lauren does the Camp Creep with Tish Delano and... Yes. Um, I need to find out how Tish feels about cockroaches so I can decide which of the camp creep counselors is my favorite. Because currently, I think they're both wonderful, multi-talented creators, but I don't, I can't get past the cockroach thing right now, <laughs> Lauren. So let's listen to you talk to Lauren about <laughs> after this. <laughs> Hi. 
Hi, Lauren. How are you? I am so good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your extremely busy schedule to sit (laughs) and chat with us. So excited to get to talk to you. I've been looking forward to this. Of course, because we are we are part of the same Joy Road Media family uh, as you're yes. there over on Camp Creep. Uh, but I know that uh, that you are also the the lovely and talented Veronica Lockhart. Uh, Who told the- you I was talented? Oh my God, they're <laughs> lying to you. That is the seat and lies, my friend. (laughs) In the world of burlesque, and I am so fascinated. How did you get started in burlesque? So I've actually been wanting to do burlesque for a very long time. And then I ended up moving to Pontiac. And shortly after that, a friend of mine had posted, hey, the Detroit School of Burlesque is opening and you can (gasps) sign up today, right? What? Why wouldn't you sign up for something as amazing as that? So I attended the Detroit School of Burlesque. Uh, My five-year anniversary is actually later this month. Oh, or wait, not this month. Uh, next month, next month. Sorry. Okay. Time is an illusion. Yes, it, it's not real. But happy anniversary, <laughs> whenever it is. Thank yes. you. Yeah. So myself and a couple other friends that I made very quickly there, we were all a part of the first graduate group of the Detroit School of Burlesque, hosted by Holly Hawk and Lena Allure. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, what was your What was your thesis statement? <laughs> My thesis. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, well, no. no me, how does tell you this? <laughs> so, but all jokes aside, like, how does that work? Is it you know like a a couple week thing, and you go in and you, yeah. you you learn some things, and then you do a grad show? Like, how? What is? I mean, yeah. yeah you basically okay. just said it. <laughs> Perfect. So we we started, and like the first day was just kind of like getting to know Holly, getting to know Lena. But luckily, I'd already known her for a long time. So I was like, hey, I love you. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, you know, introduce yourself to everybody in the group. And we had a nice, friendly group of ladies. And the first day, yeah, it was just like a brief history of burlesque and like what we're going to do in the class. And then it turned into these are the really cool ways you can remove your glove. You can use your Mm -hmm. mouth, which, Mm -hmm. you know, the times of COVID, maybe not so much. Right. Right. You could if you wanted. Uh (laughs) Uh, We did a couple of like basic choreography and. And, you know, it's just kind of like learning who you wanted to be as a character. So okay. my my original name was not Veronica Lockhart. Oh. The original name I came up with was Cheeks McSqueaks. Uh, okay. But, but I was told it sounded like a fart joke. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, now she's just a clown character that I pretend <laughs> to be sometimes. So I was like, no, I really love this name and I'm going to use it somewhere. Oh my gosh, that's do you do burlesque in in clown makeup and come out with a horn like (laughs) (laughs) i have an act that i want to do as cheeks but then i lost motivation to put any effort towards it but i have you know bits and pieces for her oh that that sounds perfect (laughs) definitely let me know when when cheeks makes an appearance because that that sounds super fun so who is veronica lockhart so veronica lockhart is the countess of cockroaches <laughs> my mom always called me her little cockroach. Um, I'll show you because me and you've got a Zoom going uh-huh. on, but they are very near and dear to my heart. <gasps> 
Oh, for the the listening audience, she's got a a tattoo uh, of a of a cockroach right there in her chest. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I get a lot of questions about it when I'm on dates, and I'm just like, well, if you're offended by this, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it. That's a deal breaker right there. That's oh yeah, no, yeah. totally fair. Huh? Does does that cockroach? Is there any personification of that cockroach? Does he have a name? Any any backstory? Anything? He does not have a name, but you're right. He really should. Yeah, I, I'm open to suggestions. Okay. If anybody listening might have an idea or ten, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> we'll we'll take calls. Uh, <laughs> call in and uh, and suggest names for uh, for for Veronica and and Lauren's. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's what it is, that it's Veronica's cockroach, Mm -hmm. but he kind of sees over Veronica and Lauren. So he has different responsibilities in in different timelines. I like where this is going. Uh, This sounds very Marvel-versy. Yeah. Yes, but I've, I've <laughs> cut you off like three times already. Um, so the the Countess of Cockroaches and your mom called you her little cockroach. So please tell me more about Veronica. So, you know, uh, started burlesque about five years ago. My very first costume was made out of fleece and burlap. There was no sewing. It was oh. all hot glue gun. Okay. I will say that when I think of burlesque, I have an image that does not involve any burlap so I'm I'm impressed that that's that that's where your brain went yes my very first act was as oogie boogie from the nightmare before Christmas (laughs) since then that costume has gotten quite an upgrade I bet. <laughs> oh, that's great. What are some of the other costumes that you've had over the years? I want to tell you that I stopped hot gluing things, but then I would be a very bad liar. <laughs> so I still am a firm believer of the hot glue gun. In fact, you could say I put the hot in hot glue guns. Who knows? Hey, ouch. Yeah. I love it. That's that's my spicy meatball moment for you for tonight. <laughs> Uh, I apologize if you heard weird sounds in a moment. Lego, my cat, just jumped up here. Oh, so. no, that's all right. We are, oh, we are animal friendly. It's oh, good. good. <laughs> uh, other costumes that I've had, I did my most like burlesque costume. Like, you know how you said earlier that you don't associate burlap with burlesque. Right, right. Well, this one costume that I made is... It's black, gold, silver, and it's just so ridiculously rhinestoned. Did you nice. ever watch Warehouse 13? No, I did not, unfortunately. So I'm sorry about the reference. But, <laughs> no, 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 it's uh, totally fine. But please still make it because I'm sure that there are listeners out there that, that will know where you're going. <laughs> so it's not necessarily related to the show, okay? but it did take me the entire season and then two or three movies to do all the rhinestoning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's length of time. Wow. That mm-hmm. is, that is commitment. I was very determined and I want to do it again. I just can't decide on a new color scheme. Okay. So that, well, that's interesting because I've never really thought about the, like breaking down the logistics behind what it takes to be a burlesque performer. And so you, it sounds like you have to come to the table with, with everything. So you're designing and and making your own costumes sounds like and (laughs) are you to take it a step further are you uh like booking your own rooms like how does that oh work oh (laughs) 
You're making me have fantasies. <laughs> I wish. So I am not, huh? I don't want to like talk negatively about myself, but like, no. Okay. In the sense of, you know, like I'll apply to shows that are out of town. And if I do get them, a couple of different things happen. If I have somebody I can stay with, I'll stay with them. Okay. If I can get a cheap hotel room, I'll do that. Or I just like to take car naps, do the show, Mm -hmm. and then start driving back here to Michigan. Yeah. I mostly do it because I love it. I would love to do it more often, but then COVID happened. I don't have any booking bookings yet for 2022. Okay. But my main goal is to perform at least three times in October. So hopefully somebody listening to this will hire me for October. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 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 And we will have all of Lauren slash Veronica's contact information in the, (laughs) in the details of this episode, but have, you know, you, you said that you're not performing right now, but have shows come back and what is burlesque look like in this kind of during slash post sort of kind of COVID era? Yeah, so let me grab my uh, cellular device here and I will show you. And let me remember how props work. (laughs) Here in Michigan, things have definitely opened up more recently. Mm -hmm. So Eartha Kitten is one of the most recent, like she's been out here doing stuff for a long time, but she's got a couple of different shows. Eartha Kitten has been doing a show at Ant Hall lately called Rogue Reveal. And it's a live band. And like for March, because I don't see anything for April just yet, uh, it's featured performances by Delta Van Dam, Fearless Amarillo, Celeste Vedette, and Eartha Kitten herself, who is fantastic. And if you ever, ever get a chance to go see one of her shows, highly recommend it. Nice. Good to know. Good to know. Have you, uh, have you been to a show yet just as a, as a spectator? Yes. Um, I, the last show I went to was the dirty show. Oh, and I was, (laughs) I was sort of a spectator. I did a stage kittening for it. So backstage. what does that mean? Oh, so stage kittening are the people that pick things up and put things down. So we're the ones that pick up all the clothes and puts the prop away. So stage hands, but with a cooler name. Yeah, I like it. So when you are thinking in, in the Veronica space and you're, I'm assuming that you, you pick your own music. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, any any sort of props that are going to go along with it, too. How much time do you have? Like, what is a what is a standard performance length? Like uh, for like getting ready for it or the actual um, performance itself? No, the actual performance itself. Yeah, I want to say on average about three and a half minutes to four. OK, I know that I've got one or two acts that are a little bit on the longer side, mm-hmm. but that's just kind of like a standalone thing. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Kind of ties in with the, with the length of a standard song and all of that kind of, kind of goes into it. Are you doing, are you also doing your own uh, hair and makeup? Do you guys kind of work together? How does that usually work? So I've always done my own hair and makeup, which sometimes you can probably tell because it's not always great. (laughs) (laughs) A friend of mine did do my hair once and it was really cute. And then by the time I got to the show, though, because my hair is a jerk, all the curls had died and I 
put a wig on last minute, but oh. it's, it's fun to pretend. I do have the fantasy of like, you know, going to a show and like hiring somebody to do all the fun things for me. Cause I'm lazy and I know they'd be better at it, but we're just not there yet. Yeah, I know that that makes perfect sense. So I've been a part of live events for, for most of my life. And I know that there is the, the event that is in everybody's head mm-hmm. and the event that everybody is working towards and the steps to get there. And then there is the event that actually happens, which <laughs> a lot of times is still fantastic. And 98.9% of the audience has no idea that that is not the same event that was in everybody's head. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> So not to put you on the spot, but totally to put you on the spot. Can you think, can you think of a time when that happened to Veronica where you're, you're heading down this path, everything's going great. And then it's, nope, we're going to hang a left uh, and we're going to go here instead. So I actually think this was my last act of 2020. It was in February. It was for the Dark Art of Michigan's Black Hearts Ball. And this is in Lansing. Oh, yeah. At the Avenue Cafe. Tisha King is also a very amazing producer. She's a badass. She also owns Thrift Witch. Okay. In Lansing. What is what is Thrift Witch? It's a it's a thrift store and it's witchy and it's <gasps> that's <spooky>. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give this idea out there to somebody. And if there is another aspiring burlesque person out there that might be listening to this episode, here's an idea. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they can execute it. Because when I agreed to do the show, I told them my concept and I said I want to do a creepy act to the police I'll be watching you oh nice Uh uh-huh and it was like I made the pasties they had googly eyes all over them (laughs) and then I was gonna do this epic reveal at the end where I was gonna have a like I was gonna wear a wig but then underneath the wig was gonna be a bald cap with more googly eyes (gasps) and it was just gonna be so creepy and great Uh uh-huh uh yeah about that the day before uh-huh. The night before this act was supposed to happen in Lansing, I realized I couldn't actually do it. Why? Because I I couldn't figure out the wig cap. And like, I had the costume and I had like the act and all that fun stuff. But I just, I couldn't do it. And I was like, you know what? This, this isn't going to work. So my last minute was Alice Cooper's poison. And I had this giant tool dress thing that I made. Okay. 97% of that act was improv. And I don't nice. think anybody really noticed or cared because if I didn't know what I was doing, I would just like point at my boobs or my ass. And exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. That's what we got. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that is that is definitely a, a great equalizer is, uh, okay, things aren't going great, but uh, here's my ass. And yep. let me shake go. it a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's a lot there. You may as well use it. <laughs> Um, so when you're doing these shows, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of them are in, you know, various performance spaces, but I'm sure that there's like some guidelines and legal things that you, that you have to keep in mind. You know, you mentioned yeah. pasties with the googly eyes and, and, <laughs> you know, you, you can't, you're not showing all the goods. Yeah. Uh, not, all, not all the goods. Not all yeah. the goods. How do you guys <laughs> kind of dance around that? Haha. I see what you did there. <laughs> Um, so each state is different. So like 
here, the places that we perform most often, you can go down to a G string okay. or a thong. You can also do go down to pasties. Okay. You don't have to though. And that's what's really cool about like burlesque performances. If you don't want to take something off, don't take it off. Nobody is going to make you. And if anybody like in the audience gives you shit, well, then you can give them the dirtiest glare and then the MC will yell at them and publicly right. humiliate them. And Which we is love perfect. that. Yes. yes. Now, the other thing is, though, there are other states and areas with blue laws and blue law states are I'm going to go ahead and say that they're complicated and rude. Okay, And that's because I am a chunky person with a lot of booby. Okay, so (laughs) with a blue law state, you can't expose like your under boob. Like, yes, your areola has to be covered. That Uh makes sense. Uh But you can't have that curvage. I don't know what is so offending, like so offending about this, I yeah. guess. I thought side boob was hot, but here we are. Wow. Um, and then for your panty situation, like it has to be a certain length. Like there's, so you can't wear a thong, but you okay. can wear this really weird cross out thing. Oh, okay. There, the, the options are not that cute. Yeah. So do you have like a, like a binder somewhere of different state laws <laughs> that you're studying up for <laughs> so you know when you book a show? Uh, I do not myself. I only know it because there are like a couple of different costuming groups on like Facebook, especially. Uh So I'll see people posting there, like, how do I make this blue law safe? Or how do I make this blue law friendly? And then a lot of people are complaining about blue law and I don't blame them. Yeah. That's so fascinating to me. So anywhere that there is a is fun, somebody is gonna gonna come and try to try to mess it up a little bit. It's true. <laughs> and we don't like those people. Yeah. <laughs> so before we chatted, Lauren wrote a sentence on a thing, and I love the phrasing <laughs> here. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna recite it. By technicality, I'm the reigning Midwest burlesque and rockabilly weekend Miss Turbo Pinup Queen. Yes. What <laughs> technicality took place to give you this title? So I did win fair and square in 2019. And then COVID happened because in 2020, I was supposed to go back and be one of the judges for the next show. Okay. But then, you know, everything shut down by like late February, early March across the board. And that's that was in Ohio and there has been no mention of this festival coming back that I've seen. So now it's 2022. I almost put my tiara on for this interview because I still have it and I Perfect. wear it whenever I am sad. Uh-huh. As you should. Exactly. As I might buy a tiara just to get for my <laughs> own because that sounds like great advice. Highly recommend. Wear it to the grocery store. Wear uh-huh. it when you're getting gas. It's a great conversation starter. <laughs> What are your, uh, do you have any, do you have any duties that come along with, uh, <laughs> with being the Midwest burlesque and rockabilly weekend Miss Turbo pinup queen? Like that title in and of itself is just fascinating. Well, I think the actual total title, I think the actual title is just Miss Turbo pinup queen. It just was at oh, that festival. Okay. But I, I like saying the whole thing too. So yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> it's so great. Like it I is. want them to write that along the tiara just so that the tiara <laughs> is twice as big. That'd be fascinating. 
is. Um, <laughs> no, no responsibilities. Uh, I got a really cool prize pack that year. And Ooh. yeah, I was just supposed to go back the next year as part of the judge table because <laughs> the lady that won before Shrimp Cocktail, she was one of the judges as well. And she was the winner in 2018. I love the name Shrimp Cocktail. Oh, and she's I- shrimply the best. <laughs> And I love that you've got that title three years running now. <laughs> I love a good, good loophole. Like, uh-huh. I'm going to go with it. Yeah. Uh, so as I started off in the beginning, uh, mentioned that we are a part of the same one big happy family here at Joy Road Media, and you are a part of Camp Creep. So for those people who may be listening to this and shamefully have not listened to Camp <laughs> Creep yet... Tisk, tisk. Uh, I know. Will you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yes. So Camp Crete podcast is with myself and my best friend Tish, who is also a burlesque performer. So oh. I hope that you guys have her on here someday. Yeah. So y'all can talk about that too. But we are a anthology horror podcast and we are currently on Tales from the Crypt. So we're doing Ooh. all of the seasons. We are actually recording later tonight <laughs> <laughs> and we are starting season three. Nice. So uh, when you say that about Tales from the Crypt, so you guys are, are you watching an episode and then recording kind of a director's track, uh, <laughs> your opinions about the episode? Oh, yeah. Yes. Nice. So the episode we're recording tonight is the first episode of season three and we haven't talked about it together yet, but I already know we're going to have a lot of the same complaints. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those love spell episodes and uh, yes. we're, we're just going to be grumpy about the same things. And it's amazing. But we do dissect the episode. So if anybody is listening and they're like, oh, well, listen to your show, but I don't know anything about Tales from the Crypt. Well, you can either go out, find the episode, watch it. Mm-hmm. Or we do, I'm going to say we do a pretty okay job of just rehashing what happens in the episode. And we do a synopsis. I ha, have a creeper Uh (laughs) and then tish has a segment after the episode called who's that ghoul so then we take a look about who the actors are in the episode oh that's great now Mm -hmm. i have a feeling that um if your mom was was referring to you as as her little cockroach that maybe kind of creepy spooky has been a part (laughs) of your life for some time now (laughs) <laughs> yes. And yes. Uh, so the Crypt Keeper was also the one to tell me dead time stories because <gasps> nice. I had a TV in my room and Tales from the Crypt used to be on the old school sci-fi all the time. So I would fall asleep to him every night. Oh, that <laughs> that laugh was was your lullaby. That's so exactly. cute. John Kassir has such a handsome voice. I would, I would marry just his voice. I would actually marry the crypt keeper, but like, I understand he's technically a dead body. Question yeah. Mark. And that, yeah. 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 Might be frowned upon. A little bit. And it, I feel like there'd be just logistics to try to worry about. Like how, eh. n- yeah. I don't, I don't know how we'll that worry about work. that later. <laughs> um, so, okay. So we've got burlesque Veronica Lockhart, find her, follow her and book her for October. Ooh. And then we've got camp creep. Listen, shame on you that you haven't already get mm-hmm. caught up. And where, where can people find you? Where do you want us to, to send people? To yeah. More? So I do have a separate Instagram for Veronica, but unfortunately I had to make her private for right now. So, okay. but that's okay, everybody, because I still, 
still post thirst traps galore on my Lauren account. Yay! You don't lose anything. Yay! <laughs> the name is different. <laughs> Perfect. All right. We will have links to all of that in the show description. Thank you so very, very, very much Thank for you. chatting with us. And, uh, and yeah, seriously, I, I love a few things that you'll, that listeners will learn to, to know about me. I love merch and I love killing a bit. So, uh, (laughs) I'm going to take this, this name, this cockroach to the nth degree. So seriously, send in your suggestions, what we are going to name Lauren's cockroach. We will (laughs) find a way to get a photo of it up somewhere. And thank you again so very much, Lauren. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I don't want to turn her into something that she's not, but I was so excited because she was the first real life burlesque performer that I got to talk to. So I was like, oh my gosh, you do the thing. Like, ah. One of the things that I really enjoy about being partners with Angie for this whole Joy Road Media thing, Mm -hmm. she largely is the person who is scouting out the podcast to add to the network. Okay. She knows so many interesting people yeah where if it were just me it would be every comedian with a podcast right and right i like the fact that we have such a wide variety of shows on the network and that is in all honesty 100 percent angie and we actually had lauren on a recent episode of the truth cast oh, that nice. we recorded and and you've done an episode too mm-hmm. And a lot of times people that don't really have a background in long form improv get scared to do it. But like you were so good. For those who have listened to that episode, I did get a pedicure. So we're we're good. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Lauren was so good, too. And she was so scared beforehand. Where when we got done, I was like, well, did you have fun? And she was like, yeah, I I did. Like, she plays a succubus with zero charisma. Her brain is just so good. So delightful. That's so great. I'm I'm excited to listen to that episode. I don't know if our musical guest has had a pedicure, but he has been on the Truthcast as well. He's doing the theme song for another podcast that I'm going to be bringing to the network. And when I asked him to do it, it was, uh, it's Matt Wixon, by the way. When I asked him to do it, it was because I've always wanted sort of like a Gary Shandling show type uh-huh. intro song. Uh-huh. And I was like, Matt, just make fun of me uh-huh. in a poppy punk way. And when he gave me the rough track of what he came up with, I loved it so much because he is so insightful that he knew me a lot better than I thought he That's did. great. I knew a lot of his solo work, but I didn't know about him having a band, which is what we're going to be listening to a song from. It's Matt Wixon's Flying Circus. He's so humble where he just does not really want to promote anything he does, which is so weird because he is so insanely talented. He writes a lot of music that is important, Mm -hmm. but funny. Okay. So it's sort of like that Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar Mm -hmm. helps the medicine go down. We're going to be listening to his song, Blood on Your Hands, which is one of the more serious songs that he has, but it is just still so catchy. And I highly recommend checking out all of his music. I'm so excited to hear it. Yeah, I'm so 
honored to have him doing a theme song for me, uh-huh. but I also feel really honored to have become not just peers with him now, but uh, like friends. Like uh-huh. it was seriously all started from the fact that he and his husband got married at Rust Belt Market, where Allison and I got oh. married, I think like a couple weeks before we got married <gasps> or a week before. So that and the fact that oh, we're both, you know, silly punk rock guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I hope that everyone enjoys this song, Blood on Your Hands. And uh, Elena and I will see you next week. See you next week. Go ahead.